when we set off on this journey together with the Baron. That we would be someday opening episode 45. I do like that number. Yes, that is the number for the Battle for 1600 podcast that we are broadcasting, recording today. Boris, it's a nice number, isn't it? It's a great number. I officially dedicate <laughs> this podcast to the one and only 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. I love it. I love it. Nicely done. Nicely done. Yes, that is a perfect, perfect thing to do. He is the 45th President of the United States, and this is episode 45. With me, Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to the President, member currently of his National Security Education Board, host of America First, the radio show, Monday to Friday, across the nation, across the globe, on the Salem Radio Network, with my co-host. He is strategic advisor to the Trump campaign, former special assistant to the president, Boris Epstein. Follow him right now on Twitter, Boris EP. He's also on Instagram, and our webpage is sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com. Let's begin with, I have to dedicate the next minute to our mutual friend, the founder, the former CEO of not Gorka, but Gurkha Cigars... Because I got another box from our friend today, and it had quite a few cigars in there. So now we have no excuse, Boris. We have to sit down and do a broadcast from a place that allows us to smoke cigars. I think there's no doubt about it. Why don't you tell us a little more? What'd you get? What's in the goodie box? I haven't even had a chance. So I, I, I went to the post office, picked up the parcels, two different parcels. One of them, it's got cool, the best cigar, baseball caps, three of them. And then, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 cigars, all different varieties, special labels, reserve, uh, reserve uh, versions of the Gurkha cigar. And then in a separate box, because we have a mutual thing. It's not just cigars. Our friend Kaiser... He has a thing for weapons, especially edged weapons, and he sent me a beautiful handmade hunting knife, and I will be talking to him later today to find out more about it. But I wanted to speed to the studio to talk to you. We have so much to discuss. Um, I, we have to talk to him about getting a sponsorship for this podcast. I'd love this to be the Battle for 1600 brought to you by Gurkha Cigars. Well, if you've got other suggestions, you know how to reach us. And don't forget, if you enjoyed this podcast... Spread the word. Write a review. When's the last time you had a good cigar, my friend? You know, it has been too long. It has been too long, uh, and that's because I've been working so hard on making sure that we count all the legal votes. And, like, you know, I came in, gosh, how long has it been? Maybe before my COVID. But, yeah, probably, you know, I took a little break for COVID, so, you know, just being smart. Uh, If you missed the last episode, this this man has crushed the China virus just like the president. But you were back in studio. You've been to the Hanukkah party at the the White House. But you are fighting every day because of the incredible fraud we've seen in the last nine weeks in the election. No doubt about it. You know... I, but I will tell you, it's Thursday. Uh, it's uh, there's been some snow on the ground. I think tonight, maybe the night, maybe a perfect night for a nice single malt and a cigar mm. outside to se- to celebrate the official oncoming of winter. And and I'm, you know, I'll either go with a Trinidad, a Cuban, or 
maybe, just maybe, one of those special Gurkhas, one of the reservas from our friend Kaiser. Yeah, the, the reserves are superb. Trinidad's are pretty good, too, not too shabby. But, yes, we have snow on the ground where we are, where, where the Baron is as well. I have to post. I got a cute video. A puppy never seen snow before, and she was in trance. I have a little video, a little content. I'll post it on my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter feeds. But in the meantime, let's talk about the incredible work you've been doing. So the Electoral College, I want to be specific. You're the expert. You're, you're a lawyer. You've been fighting this. But I want people to understand what's actually the constitutional uh, process. So the Electoral College doesn't meet as one entity. What happened recently is the slates of electors met in the respective state houses. They voted. Those votes are actually physically forwarded to Congress that meets on January the 6th in a small wooden box. It's a very funny tradition. They actually carry the votes from the Electoral College electors in the individual states to a joint session of Congress where they count the ballots. They have to be voted upon. They have to be approved by the members of the Congress. And then the final result is declared by the president of the existing Senate today, which happens to be Vice President Mike Pence. And that's when the president-elect is officially declared. But none of that has happened in terms of transporting those votes to D.C. And we had Mo Brooks, an incredible segment, popular segment on our show, Radio uh, America First uh, Radio, yesterday. And he said that he's going he's gonna to stand up and he's going to say that these are fraudulent. And if he gets uh, one senator, one congressman, and one senator to block, to say that there are problems with this, count with these votes, with these results, there has to be a debate in the Senate and the House with each complaint constitutionally requiring two hours of debate. Have I missed anything important now? You're you're the legal expert. What else do our listeners and viewers need to know, Baron? Here's what they need to know, that the left pushed these artificial deadlines of December 8th and then December 14th. And they said that, well... Boris, are you there? I'm here. Can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, after those dates, carry on. Uh, they said that after those dates, nothing can be done, nothing can be litigated, nothing can be decided. But guess what? The fight continues. December 8th has come and gone. December 14th has come and gone. The powerful hearing with Senator Ron Johnson, Josh Hawley, Rand Paul, that was yesterday. That's December yeah. 16th. And there's a ton of testimony, a ton of information that's coming out, and all of it is pointing to an absolutely riddled election with voter fraud, voter irregularity. And, and any Democrat that say, oh, no, we know what happened, is absolutely lying to all of us, to the American people. Well, let, let's be clear here. Uh, Senator Paul, Senator Rand Paul, uh, is hardly uh, – uh, he's his own man. He's not a MAGA guy. He's his own man, a kind of libertarian uh, individual. And he said – and we've used the, the, the audio on the show today – he said, yes, in that hearing, yes, the election was stolen. Uh, and that's not a, a Marsha Blackburn. That's not a, a congressman like Matt Gates, who's identifiable as having the president's back on the MAGA agenda. That's Rand Paul saying, no, this was stolen. And, and I was thinking about this. Um, how is it? Let me just ask you this. How is it that for four years, 
We were told that Russia was everywhere in terms of voter fraud in the last election. But now the mainstream media and the Democrats haven't mentioned Russia once. So what does that mean? Does that mean that miraculously the Trump administration secured our election in such a way that all the fears of the last four years have been vanquished? Or could that be a political spin on events? Of course it's political. Of course it's political. All the left has done is perpetrate this Russia hoax for years and years and years. They even tried to push this hoax yesterday at the, uh, at the hearing on election integrity. And you saw Senator Ron Johnson get into it with Senator Peters out of Michigan. See, the Democrats are dishonest, they're hypocritical, and they're trying to gaslight the American people. Because they know what they did to this country. They know, the Democrats know that the left perpetrated a fraud using mail-in ballots, using, using um, uh, ballot harvesting, using canvassing. Everything they did in the run-up to this election was done so they could win at any cost, at any cost. And now, after talking about how important it is to keep our elections full of integrity for the last four years, they don't want to talk about it anymore. Because they themselves don't believe that sad, slow, Joe, creepy Biden could get 80 million votes on the up and up. I mean, how could anybody with half a sound mind believe that? So they know what happened. They want to move on. They want the American people to move on. But the American people, the MAGA movement, are refusing to do so. And that was loud and clear. The march we were on, we were at on Saturday, wasn't it? Yes, indeed. We should mention that we uh, we dovetailed uh, each other on the uh, the stage there. It was the, the Trump march organized by the amazing people, a- Amy Kramer and, and the rest at uh, Women for Trump. We I, I was... I was blown away because this was the day after this was last Saturday, the day after the, I think, outrageous Supreme Court decision not to hear the Texas plus 18 case on voter fraud. And despite that, that, that body blow on Friday night. There were thousands and thousands and thousands of people in Freedom Plaza. I riled them up. You riled them up. Were you surprised with how many people came out to stop the steal, Boris? You know, I wasn't surprised because I know that uh, that the MAGA movement, the American people, Republicans, conservatives, and some Democrats are dedicated and determined to, as you said, stop the steal. And your speech was amazing and powerful. I was up there wanting to rile up the crowd, getting chanting, which they did. And it was a tour de force, tour de force from the beginning to the end of that rally. Oh, General Flynn, yes. the, the owner of the Tillis Gym in Belmar, who's refusing to back down to authoritarian Democrats. It was a, Amy Kramer, who's, who's a key member of the organizing committee. It was a tour de force yeah. of people who love this country, who love America, and who will not back down to the overwhelming, overwhelming collusion between the media and the left in trying to steal this election. All right. Again, President Trump said this. If he thought that, he, that, that this election was done fair and square and this was the result, he'd accept it and say, well, I'm yeah. moving on. Right. But, but we he, know that's not the case. Right. We, we know it's not the case. Uh, the point I made, and I'm going to share it now for, for all of our loyal, loyal listeners. And by the way, I want to share with, with everybody again the point you made last time, how you know how popular... 
this podcast is, not just by the numbers, but by the fact that when you were ill, when you caught the coronavirus, you were getting letters of support and DMs and texts and messages addressed to the Baron. And that means they're listening, because this is where we coined the phrase, Baron Boris. I'm getting a lot of love, and I got so much of it when I had COVID. I'm so appreciative to the viewers, to the listeners, to you, my friend, to, of course, to my family, to everybody. But it was awesome. Every time I saw my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, every time I saw somebody say, Baron, get better, get better soon. You know what I thought? There's our people. That's There's our people. There's the battle for 1,600 people. There's the America First people. There's the people who are tuning in, who are listening, and who are plugged in about what is necessary to keep our republic free and keep our republic prospering. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let, let's, let's do, you know, this is so popular because it's organic, it's banter-based, it's a little bit more racy, a little bit more spicy, just a little bit more, you know, loosey-goosey than we can be on, on broadcast radio. And I'm, but I'm going to say the message that I shared yesterday with our millions of listeners on the radio show, and I just want to be fully open about it. What's going to happen in the next few weeks uh, when the votes are physically forwarded from the Electoral College sessions across the nation to the joint session of Congress, and then uh, that's January 6th, and then the deadline uh, January 18th, where if there isn't a clear 270 mandate, if there is a dispute in the House and in the Senate, then there is an option for a what is called a contingent election, just like the way Thomas Edison, uh, Thomas Edison, Thomas Jefferson, another great American, Thomas Jefferson was elected uh, when there's an electoral college um, issue, then the lower house of the Congress elects the president, not based upon a member's majority, but based upon a one vote per state where we hold the majority, where there are 27 Republican states today. So the president could be reelected. And then as per the Constitution, it is the Senate, it is the upper house that would choose the vice president. Now, so th this is the this is the Hail Mary Pass scenario. Th this is the, the, the Mo Brooks. I'm going to stand into the breach. He said to us, he has five senators, can't disclose their names, five senators who've approached him privately, who may be that second vote to, to, to stall that count to say there is an issue. So it's not out of the question that the president can stay in office, elected in a contingent election, uh, because if it's good enough for Jefferson, I think it's good enough for President Trump. However, and this is where I want your reaction, given the last four years, given the last nine weeks, where it's just the, the usual handful of people who have stood up for the truth, who have had the president's back, who've cared for transparency in our republic, I see the likelihood of the contingent election occurring very low because of Basically, it's just cowardice. It's just the overwhelming cowardice amongst the machine politicians on both sides of the aisle in D.C. So it could happen. I never rule it out because, you know, the president, you have to recognize one thing about the president or, you know, Mr. Trump before he became president. He has an uncanny proclivity for pulling a rabbit out of the hat at the last moment. So who knows? Who knows? But I want your response to the days and weeks ahead, Baron. Well, here's what's interesting about this issue that you bring up, is that we now, being past December 14th, we're in this period where it's between now and, and January 6th, 
to lay out all of the overwhelming voter fraud, the 221,000 yeah. illegal votes in Wisconsin, over 400,000 illegal votes in Georgia, the 700,000 votes in just uh, Philadelphia, Allegheny counties, and Pennsylvania counted that weren't observed, the Arizona observation issues, the issues with not counting Trump uh, adjudicated votes across the country, the Dominion issues. And as we continue to, to uh, point, point all this out and expose it, we're also pushing on the state legislatures to say, you sent, there were two sets of electors sent from each state. The legislature sent one, but then the Trump, the Trump electors in all, in all these key states, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Arizona. New Mexico, Arizona, right. the Trump electors were also sent. And this goes back to a situation that happened in the 1960 election between JFK and Richard Nixon. One thing we know about 1960 is that the Democrats stole that election because there was a huge voter fraud in Chicago and Illinois and in Texas. We know that for a fact. That's yeah. a big part of Democrat election stealing law, voter fraud law. So that is a fact. And another thing that happened that was interesting, that was the first time that Hawaii voted uh, in the presidential election. They became a state in 1959. In 1960, by the time the date came to send electors, there was still a contest going on, a recount in Hawaii. Now, that happens all the time, and it's happening right now in Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, there's yeah. a contest going on, right. Arizona, there's a petition for cert, Pennsylvania, there's, there's a petition for certiary, New Mexico, there's a lawsuit, Nevada, continuing litigation. So that is what's going on now. There's a contest beyond the date of electors being sent. There were two slates of electors sent from Hawaii, one for Kennedy, one for Nixon. The original vote looked like it came out for Nixon. After a recount, it appeared it may have come out for Kennedy. Richard Nixon was not just a candidate in the 1960 election. He also happened to be the sitting vice president. Yes. He was candidate for president. He was the sitting vice president. He was vice president under Dwight Eisenhower, which people forget. Nixon was a two-term, a two-term vice president. Right. But really a, 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 a career that is absolutely amazing if you look at everything he did from being in Congress to then being a vice president to then losing for the presidency, losing the, uh, the, for the governorship of California, gubernatorial race for California, and then becoming president, of course, then having to resign. So Nixon is the sitting vice president. He then is the president of the Senate. When it came time to count the votes, he took both slates, and he himself chose Kennedy's. Why did he do it? Because it was no longer this positive. The Hawaii electoral votes were not enough to swing the election. But what does that do? It set a precedent that the president of the Senate, the, vice, the sitting vice president, Mike Pence in this case, or if he were to recuse himself, which has happened in the past, Hubert Humphrey, the sitting vice president, recused himself in, the, in January of 1969 because he was a candidate for the presidency. It was Hubert Humphrey right. versus Richard Nixon. It, who is either the vice president, Mike Pence in this case, or whoever it is who takes over for him if you were to recuse, could be President Pro Tempore, which is Grassley, or somebody else. They can be the ones who choose the correct slate, who choose the correct electors, based on what's happening in the states. What am I saying? What I'm saying is by continuing to expose all this fraud, by continuing to exhaust the legal and legislative option, we are setting up an opportunity for the vice president and the senators and the members of the House, as you talked about with Mo Brooks, to say that the Trump electors should be the ones who are counted, not the Biden. For example, because in Georgia, 
where the difference is about 13,000, maybe a little less, a, a little less. The, the true numbers are way in President Trump's favor because there's over 400,000 wrongful ballots. In Wisconsin, 20,000 difference, over 220,000 wrongful ballots in just Milwaukee and Dane County. So what I'm saying is that these next weeks are vital and they're continuing to expose all of this voter fraud. They're vital for this election and now they're also key to make sure that the stealing stops here, that the Democrats are not able to continue stealing elections across the country. Incredible. That's why you are my co-host on this show. That perspective, that, what did somebody say yesterday, that cool gimbal-eyed analysis, and also putting it into historic context, absolutely priceless. Follow this man right now, Boris EP on Twitter. He's also on Instagram. I'm Sebastian Gorka, uh, Seb Gorka on Twitter, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. We're on YouTube. Look for America First. Look for this podcast, The Battle for 1600. Check us out also on Rumble, which is the YouTube alternative that believes in the First Amendment and also the Twitter alternative parlor. We are everywhere. Check us out. Follow us. You won't regret it. Let's close. Uh, uh, This is the podcast that was just days before uh, the, the celebration of Christmas and also the, the celebration of, of the lights, the, 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 the miracle celebration of Hanukkah is underway. So I'm going to wish all of our listeners an incredibly Merry Christmas. We are very, very grateful for your support. And I'm going to leave you with a message that I don't use on this show, that I use every time I sign off my three hours of radio every day. Keep your head on a swivel. Watch your sex. Never, never give up. Never give in. Hold the line and stay frosty. Boris, over to you. I love that. God bless you. I want to wish everybody, all our listeners, viewers, and first and foremost, you, my good, good friend, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas because thanks to President Trump, we can say that. I want to wish my Jewish family, friends, brothers, and sisters, Happy Hanukkah. Everybody who's celebrating, Happy Holidays, and keep fighting. Follow Sebastian Gorka on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram, Boris underscore Epstein. Make sure you give your Instagram because there's a lot of information you're posting on there. What's yours? Sebastian underscore Gorka. See, we're both on on the underscore team. Sebastian (laughs) underscore Gorka for Seb on Instagram, Boris underscore E-P-S-H-T-E-Y-N, Epstein, Boris underscore Epstein on Instagram. Folks, do not give up the fight. Hold the line, as my good friend and co-host Sebastian just said. Keep on fighting. We're fighting for President Trump. We're fighting for the presidency. And overall, we're fighting for the very soul of our beautiful nation. Because our soul is free and fair elections. Our soul is election integrity. We have to count all the legal votes. Do not back down. Do not get down. Keep your chin up and keep on moving forward. God bless you. Rock and roll. Americans don't give up. God bless. Rock and roll. Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah. Hold the line. Bye-bye.